0: Hi everyone, this is Kelsey and you're listening to Valiantly Spoken. Today I'm talking with Zandra and Satara, who were boarding students at St. Mary of the Valley in class of 1982 about their experience as boarders and what they're up to now in life. So Zandra, let's start with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience at St. Mary of the Valley?
1: I started in 82, I'm 72, 48 years ago. I was eight years old in fourth grade and um, my mother was a single parent. She traveled a lot for work out of the country and she thought that this would be the best fit for me to have structure and um, to continue on with my studies and the preparatory program. And it was kind of customary for the women in my family, once they became of age, to go to a preparatory school, which uh, th- had about two or three generations of family, female family members that went to an all-girl prep school in the um, mountains of Asheville. And so um, it, this seemed like a natural progression for me to do the same. I just started a little earlier than they did. And it was a wonderful experience. The sisters were very loving and nurturing. We were blessed to meet girls from all walks of life, from all parts of the world. And we truly had a sisterhood. It um, was a very positive, fun experience. Um, The nuns took really good care of us. Uh, We were able to experience a lot of really fun things uh, outside of the school. We went skiing, we would go horseback riding. Some of the sisters still live in the area and they would take us to spend time with their families. Uh, We of course befriended a lot of the day students and would spend lots of time with them as well. Sometimes they would take us home on the weekends and um, you know we would have fun things to do on campus as well. Uh, We would ride bikes. We had a swimming, an indoor swimming pool. We would visit the nursing home. We would drive through the graveyard because- <laughs> We had Halloween parties <laughs> there. It was so beautiful and tranquil and all the graves were embedded so it wasn't like in a graveyard. And we had the Dorado and we would just drive, pretend like we were in cars on our bikes. It was just a wonderful place to grow up and in a safe, secure environment and to just explore and and use our imaginations. And like I say, it was like a sisterhood. We all got along so well. I know it sounds really corny, but we did. And we had the most fun together. And um, like I said, it was just a very positive, nurturing experience. And I'm sure as we go on, we'll have some really fun tales to tell.
0: And Satara, what was your experience? Well, it's it's... So Zandra
2: and I met when I came to St. Mary's at the age of 10 in 1976 and um, I, we got there from another boarding school. I had been in boarding school since the age of seven in Europe and my father wanted us to move to the U.S. but he didn't want us to be in the U.S. where there was sex drugs and rock and roll because he was so afraid. My family is from Iran originally. So he looked for uh, a place that would be very safe and we wouldn't get into any kind of trouble. And he thought us living at a convent would be ideal. And um, so he enrolled us in, at St. Mary's and sure enough, it was ideal. I come from a family and I don't know if A lot of Iranian families are like this, but my family love was definitely conditional in family. And I was for the first time exposed to unconditional love. And I have to give a shout out to Sister Agnes Cousins because she's the one who I always think raised me. And I always get teary when I talk of her. So I've got to be very careful not to cry. Because she was our um, sister, mom, she, she, I always, yeah, all of my values have come from her. My, um, the way I raised my children have come from Sister Agnes, and um, I was just extremely blessed that uh, I was exposed to one of the sisters who was so loving and caring. And I guess Saint Marys knew who to place in that position because. She took care of a lot of girls, all of us. And um, I don't think I would have survived without her. I don't think I would have survived my childhood without her uh, because like I said, um, love was very much a part of my upbringing because of her. So, quite fortunate.
1: We were very open to the process and I don't remember having any reservations whatsoever about being there, going there. And I think back as a mother, if I could afford my children the same experience, and I would say no, because I would think that I would miss them too much and that they would miss home and me too much. But it was so, so easy. It, it wasn't just easy, awesome experience. Zondra and I became uh, blood sisters at one point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We went through the whole
1: process of pricking our fingers and everything.
0: So what are some of your favorite memories of your time there?
1: One of our favorite things to do was to go to Kmart. Oh my gosh. We would go to Kmart with our little allowance and um, we would enjoy the blue light special, which was the meal of the day using soup and sandwich. And I remember one time we bought these bathing suits, the three of us and we just thought we were just so cool oh, matching gosh, I, have I, I wish I've been looking for that picture but <laughs> to you. but it was a great memory so, and also one of the times we went skiing and someone stole our shoes <laughs> we all had to come back on the bus in our wet socks but yes we just always made the best of everything and we would just sing and laugh and just enjoy each other and just have so much fun. So for
2: me, when, when I got to St. Mary's, I had come from an extremely violent previous boarding school. (laughs) So everyone being nice, I didn't trust anyone and I really pushed everybody's buttons. I was constantly trying to get into fights with people because like, why are they being so nice? There's something wrong. So I, I put Sister Agnes through the wringer and she'd always come back with a hug and like, it's it's okay, it's okay. But I played a lot of tricks on her. Like I would sheet Sister Agnes's bed um, in the middle of the night. Like she would get in bed and now that I think about it, like she'd get in bed so late, so exhausted. And she would wake up at five in the morning. She probably thought, who the heck did this to me?
1: The so way our dorms were structured, we just had curtains. We had an alcove with three cement walls the, with the uh, base open. And then the top was open. And then we had a curtain for privacy. And her room was very similar in our dorm. We had three different dorms. And the our dorm yeah. was wooden, but the top was open so we could still hear. So I remember because <laughs> <laughs> my room was right by her room. That's She
2: true. kept me close, too. <laughs> oh, she, always kept, she always said, I have to keep my eyes on Zandra.
1: <laughs> and she did, but lovingly so. And she always had a smile. I, I also used
2: to pretend, I was a little mischievous. I used to pretend that I, I walk in my sleep and I would go into <laughs> other girls' bedrooms and pretend like I'm asleep and scare them half to death. Like they would scream. And sister, I would, would have to get out of bed to see why people are screaming, and then I'd go back to bed and pretend I was asleep the whole time. So,
1: <laughs> and then running down the aisles of the dorms, throwing people's curtains open. I mean, this fun, innocent, mischievous things. We played a lot of tricks on each other. I woke up
2: one morning, and my face was peeling, and I could see coming off and it scared me. So I screamed, I ran to my sister and it's like, my, something's wrong, so my face is coming off. So we get Sister Agnes and Sister Agnes is looking at me and she realizes, yeah, there's pieces coming off from the edges of my face and she looks closer and she goes, someone put glue on your face in the middle of the night. So the glue, Someone had put glue on my face and it was dried. You know how when glue dries on your skin, it starts to come off? So we played all sorts of tricks like that. It was just constant.
1: (laughs) Another thing I remember as well is there became a time where some of the girls would compete to see who could get dressed the fastest in the morning. (laughs) It started getting to the point where people were sleeping in their uniforms (laughs) like they were dead bodies, of course, so that their uniforms wouldn't get wrinkled. And then the sisters obviously caught on because there's like, there's no way as soon as the bell rings and lights come on that you're dressed already.
0: So what was a normal day like for you?
1: So as I was saying earlier, our days were pretty, you know, and our environment was pretty well structured, but it wasn't like a stringent military environment. It was just a routine. So we would, you know, get up in the morning, as I said, there would be a bell And they would turn the lights on. There were three different dorms, an elementary dorm, middle school dorm, and a high school dorm. And there were probably, what, about 12 to 15, 20 girls in each dorm, Satara? Thus, of course, there weren't as many girls in the elementary. And then there were some private rooms as well. So we would get up, and in our rooms consisted of a bed, a dresser, and a little cabinet that we could lock. We had the key and a chair. And then we had a sink room where we would go to wash up. We had a shower room. Most of us took our showers at night. And we had a locker room where we would go to get all of our clothes. And then we would put them in our room to dress the next day. And we had one sister that took care of all of our laundry. We had a chute. There was a time where someone did try to go down the three flights of the chute. And um, we would put all of our laundry down the chute. So they would take care of everything. We had to mark everything. I remember that when I went away, we had to get name tags with our names on them and sew them to all of our clothes or use a Sharpie to put our name or initials in them. And they would iron our uniforms for us and everything. So they would put them in our lockers. So we'd get up, you know, get groomed and we'd go down for breakfast. They would, of course, prepare all of our meals for us. And then we would go on with our school day and then we would have lunch with the day students and then um because you know at that point everyone was you know on coming onto campus and they were a day student and then um after the day students left uh some of us participated in after school activities satara and i uh, ran track and tried to play basketball you were good i i I should say i tried (laughs) no i tried we were a hot mess but we had fun and um <laughs> and uh, so you know we would do that after school and then um you know come home and do our homework have dinner bathe we would watch a little tv we were very limited to what we could watch we couldn't watch love boat or fantasy island <laughs> we were
2: very limited because i grew up in this country in america and my knowledge of Americana is so limited because
1: I we didn't get to watch a lot of the TV. And we didn't my style and fashion is very limited because of our (laughs) uniform actually my whole life. (laughs) It's like can I get some garanimals here? (laughs) (laughs) But totally worth the swap. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So you did have free time and what would you do? No,
1: we had free time. So that's when we might go visit and stay the weekend with a day student. We might plan an activity going away at one of the sisters' homes. We might go shopping. Um, the girls from out of the country, of course, love to go shopping. That's, those are the two things. They came to learn English and shop, and they would send home gobs of candy and clothes and have extra suitcases just to pack gifts. And that's when we would go horseback riding, we would go um, skiing, you know, whatever, we hiking, we would go hiking too. There was, there was a lot of activities that were offered.
2: And when on the weekends that there were no activities, we spent a lot of time with day students. Like there were, there were certain families who kind of adopted us on the weekend. And again, I, for me, when I think of raising my children, there are times where I'll go, oh my gosh, I just pulled a Mrs. Kirk, or I just pulled, uh, you know, Mrs. Hales, because I spent so much time around the moms that I picked up a lot of their behaviors toward my own children. And it's pretty cool to kind of see how I picked up good things from a bunch of different moms. So that was fun as well. And I'm still in touch with most
1: of them, which is
0: very interesting. I love that. That's so nice. It's
1: definitely (laughs) a help for a well-rounded experience, if you will.
0: So I'd love to hear what you both are up to now. Where has life led you post-SMV?
2: I currently am a Foreign Service Officer with the Department of State. So that's why I am here in Dushanbe, Tajikistan. It's my tour here for two years. And I've been able to travel quite a bit. After have to, again, to pull some of my experience back to St. Mary's. Uh, I spent a lot, a lot of time in Afghanistan for Department of State. And at one point in Afghanistan, I had a, a, what we call the hooch, which was basically a container with a bed and a, a little cupboard and just basically that and a chair. And everyone, everyone would complain. This is what I'm talking about. Everyone was like, I can't live like this. This is horrible. And I I was thinking, this is great. This is my childhood coming back to visit me. I love this because it feels cozy. And they're like, how how do you do this? How do you live like this? I was like, I grew up like this. It's great. So St. Mary's experience was actually helped me in my career. It was Wonderful. But yeah, so I've been um, with Department of State for about 12 years, and I have traveled extensively with them,
1: and hopefully I'll be with them another 10 years.
0: And Zandra, how about you?
1: Well, I um, have have basically been a wife and mother and homemaker for most of my life. I've been married uh, over 30 years. Um, My husband played in the NFL for 11 years, so we were able to travel and experience some really cool things through uh, his experience. I have two boys. Uh, My oldest graduated in 2014 with his master's in mass communications. And uh, he worked in human resources for a while. And with the pandemic and a lot of people not working, he uses it as an opportunity to really work and explore his love of music. So he's looking to uh, launch uh, some music that he's written and produced here shortly and pursue that dream for a minute and hopefully that will pan out and he won't be a starving artist and uh, our youngest son is 17 and he's a senior in high school and uh, he'll be going on with uh, his life and career here after school he hopes to play sports as well but we'll see he broke his leg last year so he's uh, you know recouping and uh, trying to work his way back in but very smart and uh, very ambitious. So I'm, I'm confident he has a bright future ahead. So, in the last 15 years, I've been working in real estate as a realtor. I, I wanted something that would still allow me to work outside of the home, but to also allow me to have the flexibility to still maintain priority as wife and mother.
0: Is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up? I did have
1: one other fond memory that I thought was pretty cool going back to our days of playing basketball. As you know, Nike is headquartered there and they gifted us with shoes. So we probably were able to have one of the first pair of Nike high tops. I wish I still had them. I I can't
2: believe them. We do not keep our. Yeah. And they, they used to, if you were on a sports team, any sports team, they would give you shoes like for free. And then what all you had to do at the end, at the end of the season, we filled out a form that said what the shoes felt like, how they fit. So we did fill out a form for them. So they were testing on us. And because Zondra and I were on track and basketball, we
1: got track shoes and basketball shoes. And I wish we had still had them. The I first know, longest, and, uh, and ironically how things come full circle, one of my clients here used to be a VP for Nike. I know.
0: Isn't that cool? So, yes, it is. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. As always, Valiantly Spoken is sponsored by your Alumni Advisory Committee. We'll see you next time.